Seat yourselves, men and women of planet Earth. Come as you are, from work, from taverns, from study, science hall, and all that exists. Come all who are weary of their status quo, bored, hungry, unsatisfied. Join us today at Conscious Speaks. Hello, everybody. It's Kelly J, host of Conscious Speaks. And today we have an amazing show for you, spirit-led all the way from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm so excited today, and um, we're going to have a good friend that's coming to the show, a new friend, and uh, her name is Dr. Jume Zong, and she has an amazing story to tell, and I am really excited to introduce my friend to the show, The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career, The Ultimate Quitter's Guide to Flourish Without Burnout, is the book that Dr. Jume wrote, and it's she is a life coach, a founder of HOE, Holistic Wellness, an assistant professor of medicine at the section of hematology and ontology department of medicine, Boston university school of medicine. And uh, if you go to www.hoeholisticwellness.com, you can get a copy of Dr. Jume's new book and she has it there for you for free. You can download it. The joy of letting go of your biomedical career, the ultimate quitters guide to flourish without the burnout. Let's give a warm conscious welcome to Dr. Jume Zhang. Hi, Jume. How are you doing? Hi, Kelly. I'm here. <laughs> Very exciting to be here. Yes, I'm so excited for you to be here, too. I um, was so excited, and I have been, um, you know, just spending time with your book and, and talking to you for, you know, a couple times over the past couple days and created this great, um, you know, outline, and then I was struggling to find it, so I apologize for that little faux pas there. But, um, you know, uh, this is a worldwide self-love community and our listeners are worldwide. And, uh, you know, we asked you, I asked you what your intention was uh, for your show today, the healing audio podcast that you're creating. And you said that what it was to connect and to, you know, um, to share your message, you know, broadcast it out to broadcast it out to the world to connect with people who find it and that connect your message. So. Um, I'm hoping that we set a good intention to do that for you today. And um, I'm thankful that you heard the message and we connected. And, um, you know, I want to just jump right into um, your story, if we could, because there's so much to cover. Um, You know, you have an amazing academic background, and it's one that um, it's really powerful um, with the way that you have attained your degrees where you were a double a double graduate, um, double major graduate. And then you uh, were accepted to um, the, I'm sorry, you're accepted to, um, where is it? The Chinese Academy of Science, which is the top chemical research institute. Um, and that still wasn't enough. There was a crowning jewel that you wanted to, to reach. And that was going to America to, to study, to become, to become your own dream. You use those words. Will you tell us a little bit about your, um, your academic history and what that meant to you coming to become your dream? Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's a quite a, a long journey across uh, half of the globe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and it's I think it's also a metaphor of you know how far my like life journey um, to to recognize and really uh, know the world we we living, especially. Uh, 
in respect to our health and wellness. And uh, it, it's, it's a long journey for me as well from um, dreaming to become a scientist. And I remember when I was little, I was uh, so impressed by the movie um, <clears throat> about uh, Madame Curie um, and, and her life. And I dreamed that become a scientist someday. And that, you know, brought me all the way uh, from, you know, the, the top research institute all, all the way to America and continue uh, to be a scientist. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know the connection about Madame Curie, so that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you are a fantastic scientist and spiritualist. I you know, I met you first spiritually through our connection, and we connected through words. And then um, I was able to you know, dive into your brilliant mind, and especially spending time with your book, um, learn more about your career. You know, it's interesting to me because it's a spiritual show, and we're talking about spiritual transformation. We want everyone out there to get a chance to know you and then um, really dive into, you know, your awakening and the book that you wrote and, um, you know, how you lead and guide and teach as a life coach now. So what I thought was interesting was when you were little, you went to school, your mom and you were at school and you did a test. And that test was to see where, um, what would be a good fit for you in the world when you graduated to work for a career. And um, it was a management and oh, what was it? Management and uh, health. Oh. Uh, public health. Public health. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought, well, that's interesting. It's kind of foretelling. Uh, you could tell. Would you tell the listeners a little bit about what happened after you took that test? Um. So so at that time, I I have no idea what career I'm going to take. I was so you know young, and my parents. Um, <clears throat> they're they're not scientists, and so uh, they just brought me to the test, and it's it's pretty much uh, like a standard uh, psychology or personality test, but uh, geared towards uh, like matching uh, the career. Yeah. And the results shows I'm good at management, and I should uh, go for public health. So, but at that time, like I have no idea because none of my parents are in medical field. So I have no idea what public health really means to me yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a high schooler. At that time, like we're not like today's kids, you know, expose a lot of um, knowledge and, uh, you know, exposed to the whole world through internet, right? You can yes. know everything. But at that time, there's no internet. And I have no idea what public health is. Sounds, you know, strange. And if it's like math or, you know, biology, I could understand, but public health, no idea. So we kind of, because of ignorance, we ignored <laughs> the sign. So uh, we just go along with what the society, whatever is, you know, hot and you know, popular and at that time. So, right. yeah, yeah. I, we, we didn't go that that pass. <laughs> I remember reading in the book, I thought it was so cool because your mom said, well, you don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know what it yeah. is really about. And then uh, at that time, it, it was not a, like a popular thing. So, right. Yeah. And it's just so it's so broad. You did choose, however, English, science and tech. Right. Because that's at the uh, I think it's in the around the late 
um, 80s and China just uh, starting to uh, open the door to uh, the outside world. And there's a lot of uh, startups uh, like uh, the collaboration uh, between the Chinese side and American and the rest of the English speaking world. And they suddenly in short of a lot of uh, interpreters and translators mm, okay. uh, to, for, for this uh, joint venture. So at that time, suddenly that uh, career path, like everyone want to go. Um, and so it's, it's within the English department and it's, uh, but it's scientific, science and technology oriented uh, English. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. You, I mean, I think about, you know, your career, your, your brilliant academic career um, that you, um, can you tell me what a GRE or a TOFEL uh, test is? You got top scores in molecular and biotechnology and got accepted yeah, to the university. Are the, those yeah. are the uh, standard tests, like SAT tests okay. here. Okay. Uh, it's for, uh, for foreigners who want to go to graduate school okay. in America. You have to take those tests. Well, I just think I look at your life and I read your book and it's such an amazing transformation story. You, we've talked a couple times during the week and you've done I'm going to bounce around a little bit here because I have a good way of keeping track and it. it's kind of a gift but you we talked about some training you do later on um, for your life coaching and um, it talked about um, how the oracle that was training you I forget his name um, was it Bill yeah yeah Bill Bill Barron Bill Barron yeah. the oracle he was training you and then he had uh you had I, I didn't know this part but you said that uh you had to pick a spirit animal or like a guide uh for a test and that was dragon do you remember we were talking about that yeah yeah it's the alter <laughs> ego that's it the alter ego and um we, there was a beautiful conversation that came up about that if you could tell everyone but I really thought it's cool because if I think that I've thought about this afterwards Everything, every decision you've made in your life is very dragon, wouldn't you think? Yeah, looking back, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's at that moment I didn't realize when when he said yeah. uh, like my alter ego was like is a dragon. I have a dragon inside me, and you know, yeah. ready to roll. And and I was like, like I I never said I have anything to do with dragon. <laughs> I know you pulled back the way I heard in your voice. You're like, Dragon, no, not me. (laughs) Yeah, you said you wanted to be a Phoenix. (laughs) Tell everybody out there, um, this is what's so beautiful about spiritual work and spiritual awakenings. Uh, When as we talk today and as we dive deeper into Jume's journey, you're going to see how everything really locks itself to your awakening point. And, um, and, and, and in her life, she's, if you could tell what we've been talking about, she's been studying and been a good student her whole life. She was. And so, um, this brings me to the point where he said, you know, you're a dragon, you're, you, you couldn't be a Phoenix. You wanted to be a Phoenix cause you felt it resonated with a more feminine, feminine energy member. Yeah. <laughs> and then what did he say it's to you? Like, you know, it's, it's just telling us we, we all have the, the in and young parts, yeah. uh, us and sometimes we need one uh, rather than the other to show up in our life to, to deal with the situations but there's always two of them and uh, if you want to reach the balance sometimes you have to bring the other parts out and we just don't realize we have that and what it is so it is 
takes some work to to balance it. Right, right. There was something uh, beautiful that he shared to you when you said you wanted to be a phoenix. Uh, can you share it with the with the audience? Yeah, and uh, he was laughed at me and said, "Where's your ash?" <laughs> <laughs> he said. Where's her ash? Where's her ashes, right? So anyone out there yeah. listening, I was blown away because I've not heard of this person or worked with him, but I thought, oh, wow, that that's powerful because <laughs> he just went straight to the heart of it. He told her she was a dragon. Yeah. She kind of didn't want to take on that viver and uh, wanted to be a phoenix. And he's like, where's your ash, right? And so, tra- yeah. and, and that shows me like what we've talked about, that everyone's transformation journey is different. Everyone doesn't have right. ash, right? Ashes. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It, it brings. And, me- and I listen to a lot of um, transformational coach. Uh, they really literally went through all these uh, traumas and like terrible things that in their life and they, they went out. Uh, really strong and bounced back and become the leader and so that they can come back to help people who struggle uh, with the same kind of, uh, you know, trauma in life. Right. So you you literally have to uh, live through those things in order to know exactly what it is. And then you bounce back and you lead others to, to come out of it. Right. I totally agree. If we honor our journey, for what it is and we learn to with no shame love it embrace it grow through it that that's the that's the master class that we walked that's the one we came to be you know you said that you wanted to become your dream right and so part of becoming your dream was really you know coming to uh, coming to America and and going to the Boston and that's when everything really shifted for you there at uh, Massachusetts University of Massachusetts it's a uh, everything shifted where you were to a point in your life, you, you'd been an academic student your whole life. You had your parents who loved you and supported you, um, you know, and, and were there guiding you and helping you every step of the way with your education so you could, you know, grow and, and become everything they wanted you to be, right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. and everything that you thought you did, too. But it's a part of the journey, right? Exactly. It's, it's interesting because you said, you know, when you... Where's that? You said that you didn't realize that it was their their um, approval you'd been seeking your whole life. Right, right. It, it felt like um, I always uh, paid a lot of attention to to people's opinion, especially my parents, and what they wanted me uh, to be or maybe part of their dream. Um, and I, I think that's the way I, I should love them uh, by just uh, uh, becoming what they want me to, to be. So uh, that's like a major part of uh, the journey. Yeah, it is, right? Because without that whole first part, the second part doesn't really happen at all. Right. And right. so, you know, you get to you, you you get to start your biomedical career. You're one of the top research. I mean, I've, I there's so many amazing credentials I could give you in um, from reading this book with your brilliance of your career. But you said, you know, that the medical professional, the f- field for medical professionals is one of the unhealthiest 
because of that determination and drive, I think you said it's in a pressure cooker. We felt you feel like you're in a pressure cooker with no room for breathing. Can you enlighten on that? Yeah, and uh, to be in the biomedical field, whether to uh, to be trained as a physician later or to be a biomedical research scientist, uh, the training is quite like a boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it definitely gives you a lot of uh, practice on endurance, uh, how you deal with pressure. Uh, but the structure uh, and the, the expectation of it uh, really bring it to the point that a lot of um, uh, like a physician and scientist both under too much pressure that they have no room to breathe. And when you have no room to breathe, you, you, you feel like you don't have the full freedom and you don't have the freedom, you, don't, you lose your cre- creativity. And that really is the opposite, very opposite to what uh, you want to be as a scientist, as a physician. You want to be creative. You want to um, have the power, the freedom uh, to create something and to help people, uh, especially to be healthy. And the irony really is uh, statistically uh, people in the the um, healthcare uh, and in the biomedical research field and the status of, you know, health levels are really lower than the public. Mm-hmm. And that really strikes me. And uh, this is not supposed to be. Uh, we should be leading uh, the health and wellness status. We should be the role model for public to be health and to be well. And but because of the structure and the training of the career, uh, it it turns out to be the opposite. Right, right. Where people are getting sick, um, working on, you know, sleeping on their feet, sort of um, everyone. You mentioned that, you know, you're spending more time writing grants and trying to get funded for research than actually doing your tests and and being able to, you know, participate. But the one thing that you did fall in love with was teaching and mentoring your students. Right. Can you tell us right. a little bit about that part of the job, how, how you really grew to love that part? I really love uh, mentoring students. I'm like, I was born to two teachers. Both of my parents are teachers. So I'm really good at uh, extracting complicated uh, knowledges and and break down and for other people to easily see it and understand it and that's what you know I'm really enjoy doing and all my students enjoy that as well and I can put things in different perspective for them to see you know has has a, like a 3D view rather than 2D or 1D view uh, of a problem and they really enjoy and they really thrive. Uh, to understand the uh, science of in in this field, and but all the like uh, grant writing and research funding and all this administrative work really took me away from the things I really enjoy, uh, which is teaching and mentoring. Um, and and when I say mentoring, I'm not just mentoring uh, their academic work. I'm also mentoring how they. Uh, 
set their mindset to to look at the signs in in a fun and easy way and really look beyond uh, what uh, we see as a physical body but see it is a connected part rather than your heart is heart you know heart problem heart problem yeah. <laughs> and your 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 you know leg problem is your leg problem it, it's just a organic uh, teamwork of the whole body and we just have to connect dots and see it differently than mechanically um, so all this I really enjoy but I wasn't able to fully uh, have the time and freedom to do it because of a lot of pressure coming from uh, continuously writing grants and trying to uh, prove ourselves to, to the world sometimes when you are like having a leading thought in the field and fewer people uh, can understand you and you have a tremendous um, hard time to, to explain trying to prove yourself and, and convince others. And that's something that I really uh, think I should spend more time doing something else. <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, and at least that's what it showed you, right? That's what you were hand walking yourself to. You know, you had a great mentor there at the university too, who uh, is no longer with us, Dr. David Selton. Can you tell us a little bit about your mentor? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm really blessed to have many uh, mentors uh, throughout all my uh, life journey. And uh, he's one of the amazing mentors that I have. Uh, she, he is kind, he is super smart, and he is really uh, the heart and soul of our uh, department and our sessions. So everybody loves her, uh, loves him, uh, the students, the, the faculties, and it, it really hot, it's, it was really a heartbroken uh, event uh, in our department that he had to pass away. Uh, in the late 50s when he was at the peak of his career. Right, right. I was reading your book and I just, I loved every bit of it because it's it starts out at the beginning of your journey and it, and it just walks you through being a young child, going to school and your relationship with your parents and learning and, and, and being this, you know, I won't, I don't want to call it an overachiever, but this like there's this, just this greatness for excellence I feel in you. Um, that that was always there and you know hence the dragon right <laughs> and um, you know he he was someone who who had a big huge part in your life because of he, the way that he showed up on so many different levels like he was able to go to lectures and he was always giving so much of his time again one of those uh, professionals that you know wasn't able to take care of himself as much because of all the demands of the rigorous schedules and everything that you have to do um, right. And so uh, I remember reading a story where he, uh, he fell asleep at the lecture, but he woke up at the end and he had questions that were right on point for everyone. He was always there. Yeah. for everyone. We, we always laughed at that. That's just how smart he yeah. It was like, ooh, he was listening while he was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. so cool because I think if anyone's listening, not, not anyone, everyone who's listening out there, there's so many ways to mentor ourselves and grow forward. We're not stuck. And I think that's one of the main um, the caveats that will come out of this conversation today. Even Dr. Jume can tell you she had an amazing uh, you know, career in school. She had her dream job. Everything was going her way. But there was something, you know, just not, you know, pushing at her. And, and she wasn't quite happy, but she was happy 
if that makes sense. And, and this was all the catalyst for her awakening journey. You know, I think about um, when De- I cried when I read the book and um, the way that was you wrote so beautifully about uh, Dr. David Selden and um, when you and your medical research team um, found out that he was feeling a little low and you guys drew these pictures um um, and, and then took a picture of you holding him, telling him how much you loved him, and, and you sent them to his wife so she could show him them while he was, you know, um, you know, actually just, you know, in bed, not, you know, being sick, right? Right, right. It that re- was almost, uh, if I remember correctly, is almost the last few weeks of, of his life. Right. And that love that you guys sent to him was so amazing. It also drove me to another parameter in the story where, um, your father, who passed away of cancer as well, um, you weren't able to make it back home to see him when the call came, but he reached and pointed for the bracelet that you had brought him when he when you went to visit him recently before you went back to the States. Um, and it, it was the bracelet you gave him that had a saying on it for, um, it was a Buddhist-like bracelet or a passage? Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, Buddhism bracelet bracelet and and he had a tear in his eye and he smiled right before he passed away and i draw a big correlation between those two mentors for you um and so i just you know i think your mom has another great mentor she she told you you don't have to do that if you don't want to what what would you like to do and you picked you know english tech and science and all of these people all of these journeys all of the choices you made really have hand walked you to you know, the place where you've thrived the most. You have a quote, um, and it says, taking care of yourself is important no matter what career you choose. Caring for yourself is the biggest gift to the people you love and the people you serve. That's Dr. Jume Zong, author of author and life coach at HOE Holistic Wellness. And uh, she has an amazing uh, first book that she has out. Is that your first book, Zume? Uh, that's actually the third book, okay. but it uh, the the other two was more of uh, um, like a, it looks like a children's book, but it's like picture story book. This oh, is the, yeah. Oh, I have to go check those out because something made me ask. Something have okay, so that's right. There's other books. We'll have to go check them out. Um, but the book that uh, we're talking about today is the joy of letting go of your biomedical career: the ultimate quitter's guide to flourish without the burnout. Dr. Jumet was at burnout and she uh, was ready to walk into one of the biggest spiritual awakenings. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here. Take a second and then um, come back. Don't leave us. We're going to be jumping right back in to talk about this amazing journey, what it produced, which is uh, the Level Up program. And it is part of her book and series that she teaches and coaches. And uh, we're going to talk more about even the meaning of her name because it's really cool. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
The biomedical field is very competitive. Becoming a biomedical professional takes years of extensive education and significant financial investment. Unfortunately, the dream of making a real difference by discovering and saving lives is often shattered by stress, burnout, funding shortages, administrative burden, and untenable work-life balance. Dr. Shumei Zong set out to cast off her golden handcuffs so that she could live a purposeful and exciting life without the burnout. The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career is her fascinating book now available on Amazon. The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career profiles Dr. Shumei Zong's struggle of leaving her beloved and yet stressful job at a top medical school. If you're wondering whether you should stay in the traditional biomedical field or create a different career, the good news is Dr. Zong would love to help you by sending you her book for free. Simply visit her website, hoeholisticwellness.com. One more time, hoeholisticwellness.com. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for meeting us here today at Alternative Talk 1150 AM KKNW. This is Conscious Speaks, live every Thursday with Kelly J. Our special guest today is Dr. Jumet, and she's author, life coach, and wisdom teacher, biomedical professor at the University of Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome back, Jumet. Hi, Carrie. I'm here. <laughs> good, good. Well, I want to dive into uh, a little bit about how we are going to jump into your transformation work. We know that the catalyst for that is a life lived. And so we've talked a, a bit about that in your uh, beginning journey. And I think it's really important to, to touch on how, if we look back in time, we can see how all these dots connect. And I'd like to go to the beginning. I just, re I know we talked about this yesterday, but I read somewhere um, on an Instagram post yesterday about there's a couple that were naming their new baby and they wanted to talk about why they, you know, picked the name and how, and they had heard how important naming a baby was. And I just got chills because we had been talking about your name. And if you could tell uh, the audience out there today, you know, um, what your name uh, means and the, the poem that you talked about. Yeah. Um, happy to talk about it. And, uh, um, I don't know if you believe or not, uh, like I was told that uh, giving a name to a child is, is very sacred and it really uh, have a lot of impact on the life uh, is forming for this uh, person. And uh, I believe it, it also means a lot uh, for my name uh, to my life. And uh, so in Chinese character, these two, uh, two 
character is Xue Mei, and Xue means uh, snow, and Mei is uh, the cherry blossom. So uh, my father actually um, took this out of a Asian Chinese poem uh, when a poet is uh, was looking at uh, the early spring uh, scenery with snow and cherry blossom together. And uh, he uh, envisioned that uh, the snow and the cherry blossom was competing for um, who actually uh, brought beauty to the early spring. And uh, um, the poet was listening to their argument and find it's hard to decide who contributes more uh, to the beauty. And then finally, she, uh, he uh, concluded that uh, the snow should uh, be the second to the cherry blossom for uh, the fragrant uh, that cherry blossom brought to this world. It's so good to smell, so refreshing. And, uh, but the cherry blossom should uh, give away to the snow for the purity. And that was very beautiful um, uh, poem. So uh, a lot of people actually uh, put that uh, into the names and that's why my, my father did that too. And, uh, but for them, I think it, the character of Cherry Blossom is what they really want me to uh, grow up uh, to carry as my character is to, to be able to uh, survive and thrive uh, in the coldness. Mm -hmm. And in the whole winter, uh, after the whole winter, uh, Cherry Blossom is the first uh, flower uh, to show up um, before any other. So that's what they really want me to be strong and uh, to be outstanding. And, but later on uh, in my life uh, to the transition point is I really felt uh, the other, what the meaning from the poet my, my father got my name from uh, is really more profound uh, wisdom and peace, uh, bring peace to my life. It's to look at things at all beauty or all good rather than uh, defining absolutely truth or uh, right or wrong or uh, just seeing everything in, in their own beauty and the diversity is really uh, what makes the whole world so beautiful. It's so amazing. It's such a blessing uh, to be able to hear that story and, and to connect it to you because I think you are all those things. I, I had written something down. It said, I'm so glad everyone has got a chance to feel your fire and viver because it is. It's like this snowy cherry blossom um, energy, this fiery energy. And uh, you're such a beautiful wisdom teacher, too. So let's talk about your passion for life coaching and quantum. Are you up Yeah, there? that's a, <laughs> a big, a big uh, quantum jump from science to be a scientist and then uh, to be a life coach. Yeah, yeah. right. It's a right? quantum jump. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. There's another quote that you have. It said, uh, now is the, what is the quote? Um, oh, where'd it go? Darn it. Oh, your, mo your now moment 
is the memory of your future you. Right. And so that has a lot to do with spiritual awakening, with life coaching. And anybody out there who's listening, if you're a biomedical professional that's looking to, you know, break out of your career, if I believe these lessons that Jume is teaching are they they they're linear, they could go to anyone that you connect to her soul strand, you, you could use these lessons. Um, and, and a lot of her teaching is life coaching teaching, but the, the way you back it up with, you know, lessons that you've used your whole life. If you talk, you talk about mental rehearse, rehearsal, can you talk about that a little? Yeah. Um, so during our, um, coaching training and we used a lot um of practice a lot of that and that's really um because because we often stuck in our life uh problem and because our focus was really on the problem and the, the past experience and really using the past experience to influence what the now moment and then we build upon that and what we create is the same thing the other day i was just uh talking to one of my clients and uh we talk about uh, because we, we were both asian and we we had the moon, moon cake oh yeah and, uh, <laughs> yum <laughs> so when, when we make mooncake you have to have this mode right and the, all the cast you know the, the patterns or the the character and flowers and then you you make the mooncake and every mooncake you make is the same right mm -hmm. and so essentially you, you you look at your problem and then you're creating the same mode uh for the future and so every day you you look at the problem and you make your mooncake and it comes out the same and then you complain about the problem and so get stuck um so the way of uh using mental rehearsal is really bring you um, out of this pattern and make sure that you make a different mode for your mooncake so tomorrow your mooncake will come up differently oh. and that's get out of your problem and get out of <laughs> unstuck yourself right kind of like quitting medical school are you out of your mind or are you in you're going to keep you keep going forward and have it be different and get unstuck right yeah but the only way you are feeling you're stuck sometimes people you know a lot of people agreed scientists they, they really enjoy they come it's their life purpose to come to be a scientist and contribute in, in this field and you know they they are creating uh you know tremendous values to this do, world do you think but, you could do both do you think you can be both or is that too hard to balance i think you can be both it depends how, you know, there's no uh, fixed formula uh, for you have to evolve in certain ways. You know, just like you mentioned earlier, everyone's journey is very different. It's very individual. Mm -hmm. um, so what I, the, the steps I lay out is just uh, um, assisting you to build up your individual paths. Uh, I, li I like that. Um, that's a good segue. Can you tell us about your level up process? It's pretty fascinating. And if anyone's listening out there to this and has the book, you can jump ahead and follow through. She's got uh, lessons in the book for you to learn through. So it's really cool. Um, can you tell us about the level up process? 
Yeah, so so uh, the book is, you know, on, on Amazon. And if you go to Amazon's link and you will see this uh, content and you will see the seven step up level process that, you know, I, I'm trying to um, use and to, to coach people um, when they are having trouble deciding whether they should uh, leave their career, uh, create a new one or stay in the career and still, uh, but not having the same problem over and over again. Right. So uh, I call this uh, upper level and uh, it's an acronym, uh, like U for unload, and P for purpose, L for leverage, E for envision, and V for voice, and E for empower, L for level. So uh, it's an acronym and combined as uh, up level. So this is the seven step process. You know, I, I teach and uh, coach people uh, in their career decision making. And I don't know which one you're most want to know about <laughs> well you know i have I, I was looking at all of them pretty deeply you know we could look at chapter since it's a seven step we could look at chapter seven which is the power of inside out um you know when you're presented your what is the international conference uh, i think you were talking about when you're in the international conference in japan you were able oh that envision yeah, okay yeah that was that yeah, was spectacular so- <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't know um, that at all. Like I was actually using that all the time uh, in my life. Yeah, that's uh, what I saw. Like you're doing this already your whole life. <laughs> right. right, like before every lecture I go, I kind of feel like almost like a teleport into like the mini future. Like, you know, <laughs> tomorrow I have the lecture or tomorrow I have uh, like giving a seminar. And I already can feel what my audience, uh, like their response and the environment and how, you know, the lecture go. Um, but I, I do it like intuitively. I, I don't know what it's called <laughs> until I was trained uh, during my coach training. And we do a lot of mental rehearsal, uh, visualization and uh, the process and right now a lot of people are doing it even originally you know people use this technology to train uh, athletes right yes um, and and in my book I mentioned a lot of uh, experiment mm-hmm. uh, scientific experiment to to measure that the and, slit, the slit and one, experiment. yeah I like that one yeah, one of them is the piano oh. uh, test right and the, the two group of piano students and one uh, practice the piece, the same piece they learned. Practice the, uh, physically with their, you know, piano and hands-on experience. Yes. The other just the mental uh, rehearsal practice, uh, visualization, and the mental rehearsal. It's a little bit different, but you can read the book about. It. Um, and then the, the results is uh, they come out pretty much similar. So it's just the power that you can envision. Right. Uh, and create the, your your reality. Right. Yeah. Well, it's really. I think I'm going to take a second to elaborate there. Jume's five year old son is taking piano lessons, and he's very good. And uh, the are getting ready to go to a huge uh, concert, but they um, wanted all the children. I guess was to to get a feeling for being on stage before they go. So it's kind of the mental rehearsing, but in real life. 
And in the end of the the experiment, per se, he didn't do well because he was under stress, but everyone applauded him and said he did great. They'd see him in New York. And so he was a little confused. And it was it's that whole thing of imagining yourself there. It's like that they were kind of showing him you're going to be fine no matter what. And and when you're and I really hooked those two together with the visualizing and mental rehearsal, the power of mental imagery. You know, we do this for life, sort of. But when we could take it to the extent that you're training in your book, it could become a whole nother experience. Talk about your archery um, experience with this. Yeah. And uh, um, again, it was it was not conscious use, but looking back, it's actually application of this as well. And uh, because my my tight schedule and uh, I was not be able to go to my archery training as as much as, you know, uh, the team would be expecting. So uh, but like I was accidentally watching on YouTube uh, the word archery and literally watching other world top archers. How do they compete? Uh, I was, beginning I was just enjoy it. And then I realized while I was watching it, I almost like uh, embody myself, like merge with them and I can feel um, how they draw their their bow, their arrow, putting on, and every movement I can feel it. Even before they release their uh, their string, I can almost felt where the arrow is going to land, and uh, like eighty or percent of the time was right <laughs> because you feel it. As as a top archer, you know you will know where your arrow is going to land even before you release your um your stream so yeah and 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 then i was watching and watching like i almost like every week you know because you're watching an episode is only like you know maybe at most half an hour or something but you go to uh, archery training maybe one hour two hours so that actually saves you time (laughs) i'm not like saying this everyone should do that i know (laughs) but it's very true if you know how to do it if you know how to do it right uh this visualization and (laughs) mental rehearsal really can help you yeah uh, yeah very effective because you can do it anywhere. Well, and I just, and it's another thing that just hit me right in the middle of my third eye that said, you are very phenomenal. Um, it's uh, like, when it's like, oh, she's an archist too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then she doesn't have to practice. She gets to watch the videos and mentally be there and she's practicing. So she's doing like three different things at once. And I thought, you are amazing. Um, and this is why, you know, you, you have, this is your, your calling, this is your journey, you know, um, I'm so excited for you. For anyone out there listening, um, the joy of letting go of your biomedical career, the ultimate quitter's guide to flourish without the burnout. Um, you know, that you could go to Jume's uh, website, www.hoeholisticwellness.com. And uh, you can download uh, the book today for free. She's, uh, you know, got, gave that as a gift to everyone. The seven-step level-up process is in the book, and she has ways for her to reach you so she can guide you. Um, I, You know, it's coming to me. I would love for you to tell them what the HOE stands for. Oh, that's another story. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I usually quiz people, and uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a, a, a motto for my uh, company is um, stop hoping 
and start be living. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was always quiz people. I say, yeah, um, being hopeful is very important for people from a place of hopeless and then you uh, something in their life give them hope and to move on to live on so that's very important but don't just stop at that hopeful place you know uh, i would like to uh, remove the p from the hope and and p stands for uh, anything in your life that prevents you from reaching your dream reaching your goal and so you always like i hope when people say like i hope i can do something i hope i just i hope that and there is like underneath there is something that not quite believing they can actually mm -hmm. do it right so i really want to remove that something that really prevents you and block you the remove the roadblock for you uh so if hope if you remove the p and the, the left is H-O-E. And I always quiz people, guess what H-O-E stands for? <laughs> I know, I know, I read the book. <laughs> Heaven on yeah, Earth. Yeah, so you have the answer if you read the book. If you anyone want to read oh. the book now, I'll just uh, give you the answer. <laughs> Spoil you for now. Tell us, tell us, I want to hear it in your frequency. Tell us what H-O-E stands for. So H-O-E stands for Heaven on Earth. Yes. So yes. if everyone can can remove uh, their their blockages, uh, things that prevent, and including the fears and all the reasons uh, for you to be fear, for you to angry, for you to trying to uh, push against something, and anything that like blocking you from being uh, living in a joyful, peaceful, and thriving life, uh, if we can remove that, and everyone living a purposeful and fulfilling and joyful and exciting life then you know the earth will be a very different place yeah we would have peace on earth it's a real thing it's a real thing you bright when you when you explain that beautiful uh, connection to hope and, and to hoe and holistic wellness it makes me think of a passage from the book and i don't know if it was from myth three but you talked about when you're on one step you might spend so much time there you get comfortable and that's kind of what I see as your um your circling you know it doesn't mean it's a bad thing but that's where you've your limit of your expectations have gone and you, you don't sometimes know there might be another step up can you talk about that um oh yeah I I I I remember what you're talking about so um, when we are on the journey, it, it's it's not like a, a linear, smooth journey. There is like imagine you have uh, steps to uh, to move forward, move upwards, right? Yeah. So um, oftentimes, um, when we you know the step is like really gigantic step. It, it's long. Imagine that, and then when you're on one step, one level of your life and and you if you just got on the step you're so excited because you are higher than the previous step and but after a while you get so used to it and everything that helps you up level to this point uh you they're glorifying success but sometimes we attach to those and so tightly and by the time you reach the end of that step if you don't let go those previous success, previous, um, 
you know, glorious method or belief system. And you have to let go in order to go to the next step because you have to leave them on the step and get to the next step, which is higher, right? A lot of time and we have so much attachment and it's it's part, not conscious, it's, it's a habit. We're autopiloting on this level. And by the time we reach to the end of this level, you, you get hit. It's like the end of the step, right? You, you, you hit to the wall. Mm-hmm. And this is the time really is like a sign to let you know you already accomplished all what you need to do in, oh. in this level. And it's time to upgrade. <laughs> I just got I spiritual that. chills through my neck. It's so powerful because it's so true. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. It means you've reached your level. You've done everything you could there. It's time to level up. Jume, yeah. Dr. Jume Zhang has a seven-step process, Level Up, uh, through, and it's um, she coaches through her www.holisticwellness.com. The book that she just released, The Joy of Letting Go of Your Biomedical Career, The Ultimate Quitter's Guide to Flourish Without Burnout, is for sale on Amazon, or you can go to her website to get your free copy today. I wanted to just give a quick um, uh, here acknowledgement. At the end of Jume's book, she says, To me, spending 10 months making a human being is not a miracle. I did it twice. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, I did it twice, but I yeah. never. I, I had to repeat them like it's not. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> but I did it twice. I never thought I could write a book in nine weeks. Words cannot express my gratitude towards Dr. Andrea Loria and her team at the Author Incubator who made this nine-week journey the life-changing miracle for me. Thank you for so much joining the show today. Thank you for doing your journey with Aunt Dr. Angela, and thank you for bringing your work to us here at Conscious Speaks. Thank you for joining us today at Conscious Speaks Radio, a place where we come together each week to discuss the mysteries of life, the light and the dark, the sweet and the salty, the divine mysteries of being human, a place where we mentally hold hands, naturally gravitating to each other through the cosmic airwaves of space and time, knowing like bees to honey and goodness, this is a place to take comfort in the knowing that it is from and through each other that we grow in our greatest leaps and bounds. <laughs> 